Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we'll play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey girl, hey. By now, when this comes out, we're going to know the outcome of the BPA. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> Let's hope we got that dub, guys. We'll we'll definitely hop on social and say thank you for the nomination or thank you for this win. So follow yes. us at Recapping Podcast. On Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. All right. So I am super excited. We are recapping one of the summer hits although we're no longer in summer it's okay we can hold on to that sunlight a little bit longer (laughs) we are recapping vacation friends this is a hulu original it is an hour and 43 minutes long it is a buddy comedy rated r and it premiered august 27th 2021 here's a quick summary Marcus and Emily enjoy an unusual week without inhibitions when they meet new friends on vacation, but they are horrified when Ron and Kayla show up uninvited to their wedding. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) This movie stars Little Rao as Marcus Parker, John Cena, as Ron really quick with Little Rail I want to give him a quick shout out dude had seven projects in 2021 and they were all successful Mm. here's the rundown Judas and the Black Messiah yep bad trip fatherhood please check out that recap yep space jam a new legacy please check out that recap yep Free Guy, which only came out in theater, so I have not seen that yet. And Vacation Friends. So don't his we're name. Gonna do a slow clap for Little Rail. Okay, <laughs> way to go, sir. Way to give that man his flowers, Delora. <laughs> Always. We have Yvonne Orgy as Emily. We know her best from Insecure. Are mm-hmm. you ready for that new season? Absolutely. We've actually yeah. been requested to uh, do a micro dose each week for that. So we'll uh, keep that under consideration. <laughs> request. Yes. Recognition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have Meredith Hagner as Kayla. She's a working actress. Apparently, she was in Younger. I don't remember her character, though. And she was also most notably in Search Party. But the yeah, most which I watched. thing, mm-hmm. oh, you did watch that. That's right. That was one of my hidden gems. Yep. That's right. And most notable outside of her acting career, she's married to Kurt Russell's and Goldie Hawn's son, Wyatt, who's the not Captain America. But that's a whole nother conversation. Amazing. Because I just learned that after watching the movie. I was like, oh, that's her husband. Okay. 
okay. Right, right. <laughs> we have Robert Wisdom as Harold Conway. We have King Batch as Gabe. Uh, we have the legendary Lynn Whitfield as Suzanne Conway. And we have the legendary Anna Maria Horsford as Nancy, who is Laurel's mom. And those are the people I'm highlighting today. So for the director, we have Clay Tarver. Uh, he's done quite a bit of work with Silicon Valley on HBO. So ratings for this movie, 60% by critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 52% from the audience. Okay. And Google users give this film 73%. What's your grade, Ashley? All right. I gave it a C plus. You know, it's in that resort to love kind of category for me in terms of enjoyability. Um, I cannot say that I loved the film overall, but I feel like it's worth a Saturday afternoon or lazy Sunday streaming watch. Um, I wouldn't support Yvonne and Little Rail. So, you yes. know, the first time I watched it, I can't say I really had any laugh out loud moments, but the second time I watched it, I had a couple. So it may be better after it may grow on you after a couple watches. That is my exact story, Ashley. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I gave this film a D plus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did get the laughs. I just felt like I'll give it a C minus D plus. That's what I'll give it. Because it wasn't completely everything. It was definitely you know, the typical odd couple dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. um, I put in my notes, it, this movie gave me the hangover meets wedding crasher vibes. I know? definitely got the wedding crasher vibes, <laughs> no doubt. But I also want to highlight two things. So in uh, the news, it's worth noting that Vacation Friends have landed a sequel called Honeymoon Friends oh, uh, from 20th Century <laughs> Studios. That's according to Variety from September 1st. Um, and then Deadline was the first actually to report it, but their headline states, Vacation Friends sequel in works after Hulu movie lands biggest three-day weekend opening for an original in streamers history. Good for so, y'all. Again, Lil Rail out here with these successful projects, okay? <laughs> uh, Oscar-nominated projects and everything. So um, shout out to Judas and the Black Messiah. My other impressions about this movie before I go into the spoiler alert is I am not a fan of John Cena <laughs> in the sense of I felt, I feel like the studios keep trying to make him a thing. And I feel like it's taken a very long time, but I feel like they might've hit their sweet spot with him with this type of role and his role as peacekeeper in Suicide Squad. So I have not watched Suicide Squad, but he's played a couple of these roles where he's like goofy and I enjoy mm -hmm. him being goofy because I just watched Fast mm -hmm. 9 and it was hard oh. for me to take him seriously because I'm so used to him playing goofy now yeah, I haven't seen Fast 9 but okay yeah you, you know me you know me he's no Dwayne Rock. the Rock <laughs> Johnson okay. nobody is Dwayne the Rock Johnson so, so. I, so for me I just felt like why are you stepping on my man's toes okay? there's room for everybody Delora there's room 
there's room. <laughs> the abundance there, right? We're Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Ashley. Any other first impressions before we go into our spoiler alert? I'm ready right. to get into the good. Spoiler alert for this film, The Mexican Vacation, okay? We meet our main couple. We meet Marcus and Emily. They are professionals. They're kind of like type A. And Marcus is over-preparing for his surprise engagement to his woman, okay? I like to think of the quote that says, when man plans, God laughs, okay? Because (laughs) not even five minutes into this vacation, it goes straight to hell. And was this flooded hotel suite nomen for what they were about to get into, Ashley? Possibly, but my thought was, how much did that shit cost? Like, that was some damage, damage, right? Damage, damage. And what type of terrible customer service were they experiencing at that hotel? The fact that they couldn't even find a replacement? There is no way. I cannot imagine a five-star hotel that would not be able to figure out an accommodation because they would know that their reviews on Yelp or wherever else would be horrible on social media. Forget Yelp. On social media would be horrible if if something like this happened. Very true, Ashley. Then enters Ron and Kayla, the free-spirited couple who who's staying at the expensive presidential suite. They offered Marcus and Emily a place to stay. I'm I'm laughing because would you have stayed with a couple you had no no prior experience with if you were in the type of pickle that Marcus and Emily were in? That's a really good question. Um, possibly, depending on if I was drunk, I may have agreed to it initially because I just would be like, listen, babe, we got to we gotta find somewhere to lay our heads. We can try it for one night if this doesn't work out. Not to mention they're the ones who ruined their hotel room. So honestly, I may feel like, well, y'all owe me because y'all ruined yeah. my experience. And the second, my proposal got ruined. Because you ain't talking about the fact that little Real had to propose mm-hmm. out there in the lobby. Because Well, yeah, he kept he kept making too many in the windows there, right? It was rude. It, the whole thing was a sugar honey iced tea show for sure. I have to say though, even with their generosity, I I would be so busy trying to determine their intentions. I will say throughout this entire film, they were so hard to read for me. Like, and I'm really good at discernment. Yeah. It is a Gift of the spirit I got, you know, but I just never, you know, I never can put my finger on it. I put in my notes, they lived up to some real stereotypes of white people because they was doing the fucking most. Like, that's all I could think was like, I don't know if I want any parts of y'all shenanigans because y'all do too much for me. Oh my God. I (laughs) love it. Oh my God. So we find out though, in this expensive, mind you, this is like, Primo Hotel, they're staying in the presidential suite. That these are working people. Uh, Ron is a park ranger, former Green Beret. And Kayla, I don't even know if she's a nurse. She just works at a office. She's an assistant. She works in a doctor's office. (laughs) She's not a nurse. That has trouble with the feds, I might add. Okay. So, Ashley, when you go on vacation, do you ball out of control? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. 
Hell no, I'm not spending my last dime to live it up in the presidential suite of a five-star hotel. I am frugal. I try to find discounts and deals. Um, I do think it would be nice to have one vacation where I kind of go the extra mile and you know, spend a little bit more money, but I'm economical. And they yes. were again, doing the most, they were very reckless in all aspects mm. of their life. It seemed like, so no, I do not follow that formula, Laura. Do you? Oh my gosh. No, not balling out of control like that. Doing <laughs> a lot. Now what I won't do is stay in a crappy hotel. I need to stay at a place. My rule, my rule for staying in a hotel is I need to feel comfortable walking around without my socks on, okay? And if you can't pass that test, we're we're not staying there. We're we're not staying there. That's a good rule. I I should say the same. Like, I definitely and bougie in the sense of I like my accommodations like I want a nice shower I want a nice bathroom Mm -hmm. I want a certain level of comfort in my bed so you know but again that's bare basics versus I'm not paying for the presidential suite for a week I have never stayed in a presidential suite maybe I need to put that on my wish list yeah (laughs) so okay Marcus and Emily agree to stay with Ron and Kayla and one of the things that we find out in uh, Marcus type anus is that he scheduled everything to a T. I do have to ask you another question, Ashley. Are you a plan the whole trip type of person or are you a floater? I'm a floater. And you wouldn't necessarily think that based on my personality at times, yes. but yes. I don't enjoy the planning process, but I do enjoy going on vacation with people who like to plan, if that makes sense. <laughs> like I would enjoy going on vacation with Marcus and him having everything laid out and I can just kind of mm. go with the flow and mm-hmm. we can make some adjustments along the way versus I find it stressful. That's why I don't plan birthday parties for myself I don't like because it's Mm. me it adds a level of stress to something that's supposed to be fun and relaxing and you don't get a chance to enjoy yourself exactly because you're the one who's going around trying to make sure everybody's having a good time and x y and z but I do think that Marcus may have been a little too much right he was the polar opposite of them and so he was a little too much and for me I'm hybrid honestly like I like to relax on my vacation But I also like to learn about the area that I'm in. Like we, we went to Mexico and we were on the beach and it was like, okay, this is fine, but what else is here? Like, I I mean, (laughs) all the accommodations were so American or English centric that I was like, well, what about, what about uh, where we are? Yes. So we ended up going to Chichen Itza. And we toured those pyramids and it was gorgeous. It's one of the world world wonders. <laughs> Highly recommend. So I'm that type of person, right? It's like I can chill at the pool, but then I need to I need to know what where I'm at. You know what I mean? Because oh, everything yeah. is so- I mean that was my biggest break when I went and stayed at all inclusive in Jamaica was I felt like this is it. Like, you know, we're getting such a contained Americanized experience or at least a Westernized experience because mm-hmm. it was more than just Americans there. Um, 
So we went off resort a couple of times just to go to Duns River Falls and go to a local grocery store and do some things to see some of the local culture. So I agree with you. But again, that was still more impromptu and happened there versus, hey, I have an agenda laid out for this entire trip. Here's what we're doing Monday through Friday. You know what I mean? That's just a a little bit different. You know what I mean? I think you can still have fun and have some activities you do without being planned from sunup to sundown. So I bring up the planning the trip because Marcus planned on going on this exclusive boat tour <laughs> that was a packed, looked like ferry boat, you know what I mean? And uh, Ron had the great idea of renting a sailboat. Don't you hate when you're on vacation, all of the marketing advertisement is so bombastic, right? It's like, come to eat at the best place in Vegas like every every buffet in Vegas is like premium top of the line steak I'm like everybody got the best steak every, <laughs> all, a buffet got the best steak and a crab legs okay you gotta be like Diddy you gotta if you don't love you who will if you don't promote this shit out of you who will Delora but it's so hard to sift through <laughs> so they get on the sailboat and Marcus crashed it and we learned very quickly, Ashley, that Ron and Kayla have are some sunny disposition folks. Okay, like they're nuts. They thought it was fantastic that he crashed the boat, and they were airlifted to safety. <laughs> that's nuts, and that's also a little bit of privilege because y'all Ooh. version of fun is yes. life and Reckless. death. Let's Reckless. do the most. <laughs> that was awesome. What's next? Like there was a little bit of privilege in that, but I have to say, I don't know if I would have made that boat because they had drugged them with cocaine and they margaritas. And I tell you, as soon as I came down from my high, I would have beat somebody's ass. Like ain't no way. You, you just got to be out here drugging drugs me. To people like no, that. That nope. was so rude. Nope. What we would have viewed as a uh, tragedy <laughs> because of the insurance and the damage for a whole entire sailboat went into a whole montage of them having this epic Mexican adventure. Like they were doing everything from eating tacos in an auto shop <laughs> to my stomach um, participating in wrestling matches. That part made me laugh the second time when John Cena was like, anybody can do this. How much does it cost to go in? And of course, as the audience were expecting him to go in, he puts a little real he's in. the wrestler. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we find out towards the end of this epic adventure <laughs> Marcus voluntarily takes drug at this point and they don't want the vacation to end and the conversation kind of goes towards the fact that they got to go home and get married but Emily's family isn't really rocking with Marcus he has been married previously which her father does not like her father demeans what he does for a living when he's a whole entire construction company owner. Mm-hmm. Like, and Ron and Kayla have this great idea that they should get married in some type of indigenous <laughs> ceremony on a cliff. They all decide to jump off this cliff, b- balls and all, because that's <laughs> going to be significant <laughs> later. And they have a very crazy, blurry night, Ashley. What did you think about that night in particular? I thought that they went very hard. 
I, during this entire, that's an week, understatement. Yeah, during this entire week, I was wondering, like, is this still my idea of a fun vacation? Because, like, binge drinking was cool in my 20s. I'm in my mm. 30s. That shit don't hit the same. Like, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm gonna need some down days. I'm gonna need, you know, me and alcohol we're cool. not, we not cool like we used to be. So I felt <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I felt like they was going real, real hard, um, particularly at their age. But um, this blurry, uh, who was having sex with who moment, um, you know, girl, it girl. was it was interesting. You know, I was just it hoping. Was I was just hoping that nobody was, um, everybody consented. I'll say that. I hope nobody was taken advantage of was one of my thoughts. So what about you? Well said, well said. I just was feeling some kind of way. I just knew that this was going to pop up some way or somehow again, because they always do. They always do, you know? Formula, formula. Formula. Have you ever made vacation friends, Ashley? No. Not like this. I mean, I can make friends out of strangers. You know this about me. But I don't make those type of significant formed relationships where I spend my entire vacation with people I don't know Mm -hmm. and have a lot of activities with those people that I don't know. Like, oh, we might see each other at dinner or Exactly. I may see you in passing or, you know, maybe we'll start following each other on social or something like that, but not to the extent where it's like every day of my trip, I'm spending time with people I just met. I have never done that. Have you? No. You know, I I can talk to anyone as well. There, we met people from actual Ohio and Midwest America. (laughs) And apparently that's the time of year we go. And like the Europeans like to go in the spring or something like that. So, you know, the fact that there's travel trends and patterns for people in different parts of the world. Yeah. And it's like. One thing that I have done though, is have you ever gone on a group trip with people that you weren't necessarily super cool with before and you get cooler with them afterwards? You know what I mean? It's like you want a group trip and it wasn't your immediate friend group, but you were with friends of friends. And then you're like, oh, actually, yeah, Mm -hmm. I really, you know, we really click or whatever. We're on the same schedule. Let's go to the, the, go get breakfast together, whatever. It, it was like that when I joined the Urban League here, we went to one of the national conferences in ATL, ATL. Shout out to Lauren, shout out to Ashley, shout out to Alex and all my friends from the Urban League. We all got in a Buick Enclave and had the whole road trip from Cincinnati to Atlanta to go to this conference. And I was able to make real good friends really quick. And mm-hmm. I had been, I was new to the group and to the city. So it was just great to establish those relationships uh, sooner than later. So yeah, right. definitely experienced that. It's time to go home, Ashley. And Marcus knows something happened that night, but he was trying to get something out of his uh, fiance, Emily, but she, she didn't show any signs of anything really. But they both agreed that Ron and Kayla were just what happens in Mexico stays in Mexico's kind of friends. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you ever had to shake off some friends before, Ashley? Oh, if I have, I'm not going to say. I may have in my time, but it's all love. It's all peace and love out here. They were very hard to shake off, Ashley. Like that part was actually kind of funny because they were obviously clingy, right? Like, but they were so genuine. That's one thing I will give them is that. 
they weren't the type of people that I would meet and be like, well, I don't like you. It's more so y'all do too much for me. We don't necessarily have the same energy, but I did appreciate that they were very genuine in the film. I'm glad that you say that because for me, it took way later in this film for me to realize how genuine they were because Mm -hmm. I just like, I could not put my finger on them and their behavior because (laughs) I don't act like that. My mama raised me right. (laughs) So wedding festivities, seven months later, the wedding is in full swing. Marcus construction company gifted him with a suit Uh, They make it to the country club, which I will add, I was not impressed by. I'm like, is this supposed to be, like, rich? It looked like a lodge. Right, right. It It did not look like a country club. It looked like a lodge. I agree. It looked like a VFW or something to me. Like, which could have been because the father was a vet. So that's no offense, but that's definitely the vibe I got. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley, because I felt the same way uh, during their arrival to the country club. Uh, Harold gives Marcus these rings that have been a part of their family for many, many years. You also see very quickly that there's a social economic difference between parents. <laughs> uh, cringy. It, it, it was cringy. He was giving me the vibes. Uh, David Allegra's parents <laughs> in Boomerang. They were way worse though. They went fucking Marcus's room. Worse. Like they were y'all trifling for that. Trifling. Giving me those vibes. You know that's my favorite '90s black rom com of all time. Well, really? I take that back. Second, second, a little down dirty shame is my favorite. Boomerang is number two. Take that back. Oh my goodness, Boomerang yeah. is definitely in my top three, but I don't think it's my number one. I can't remember my number one right now because I've been drinking. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> she's celebrating, uh, y'all. She's celebrating. I am celebrating, and to be fair, I have not drank on this podcast for quite a few, for uh, probably a whole month, to be honest. And I'm like, you know what? Let's talk Fundora. Fundora for Mexican vacation, vacation friends. <laughs> Y'all don't know this. Delora is down for the cause, okay? Delora is not a drinker like that, but she will participate. If it's like, hey, we're about to go, I'm about to take those shots. And it's like, fine, cool. Let's take these shots. So she's down for the cause <laughs> every time. Love you for that. <laughs> Ashley for recognizing what I do out here you do because that's that's beautiful you know that's very giving of you to be that understanding of others we appreciate you so girl Ron and Kayla crashed their wedding they literally literally busting through the gate and again privilege if that was a black couple busting into a white wedding they would have been arrested arrested everybody would have looked down to them not giving them the time of day okay but they did the classic circle swing maneuver ashley (laughs) (laughs) that's not scary at all right stalking the legal version of stalking i guess not really at all ashley and as we all know marcus is suspicious about the events of that final night in mexico and he's trying to do some math and he (laughs) He tries to comfort himself in understanding that, oh no, she has to be about five months pregnant, right? Ron and Kayla 
are able to finesse their way into the hearts of Emily's fathers, a feat that Marcus has not accomplished, <laughs> and they get the freaking presidential suite. Girl, how would you feel if your father did not give you the best room for your wedding? That would never happen. Flat out. I wish exactly. my father would. I'd be like, y'all ain't standing in this room. Y'all are not. You got me fucked up. Y'all not standing in this room. That was cute. I'd be like, dad, that was funny. You're, that was cute. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to need y'all to go ahead and, and, and find y'all way into another room. We will be staying here. Y'all funny. God, I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, my dad wouldn't do it. If anything, he and my mom would stay there before, you know, putting people that they do not know into the room goodness gracious if I were Emily I would have felt some kind of way I'm like I know you don't like my husband but damn I mean there's literally is no way that's when you need to be more assertive Emily why would you not have said something said dad this is our wedding why are you letting someone stay in a better room than the bride and groom that does not make any sense in any world so agreed agreed And so this is where it kind of reminded me of like wedding crashers, where it's like, there's all these activities leading up to the the big wedding. So we have the fox hunt and then we have the golfing outing specifically for the fox hunt. You're not going to shoot the fox after all. So (laughs) Marcus is like, I've been practicing for how long and we don't even kill the fox. But of course, Ron is his wingman and because he's a park ranger, he knows about all of this natural, you know, edible things in nature. Delora, and unless I'm dying of starvation, I'm not eating tree moss. <laughs> <laughs> that was just ridiculous. Have you ever been hunting? No. No, I haven't either. No. And I mean, I have people in my, you know, extended family that hunt. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. But thanks. I, I would be David <laughs> off of Shit's Creek and be completely traumatized oh if I went God. hunting and shot yes. something in the neck and had to watch it bleed to death like that. Oh like, Lord. there's just no way. Like, obviously, I'm a meat eater and I eat animals. But I always say I would be a vegetarian if I had to slaughter them and prepare them myself. I just don't have the heart or the stomach for it. So not at all. No, not at all. Marcus end up eating the devil's dick. And... Uh, <laughs> started tripping aka a mushroom it was a mushroom (laughs) she didn't she didn't specify that because it's a mushroom with a weird head on it you know what I mean it just was hilarious to me and I'm not gonna lie this was the first time that I felt that Ron was endearing because he was like I didn't tell you to eat it and he's like all right so you're not going to chip on this by yourself. I'll, I'll be, I'll be with you. And I appreciated that so much, but talk about it in opportune time because Emily's father was finally going to turn around. Emily was with her father and the rest of the hunting group. And we find out that her father was passing his trauma onto her new husband. You know what that reminded me of? Crazy rich Asians. The mama was treated horribly by her mother-in-law. So now you're going to tell this girl she ain't worthy. You know, y'all need to stop this. Stop the cycle. Stop. Cycle of abuse. Be the blessing. Be the one that makes it out, okay? But Ron didn't get a chance to appreciate the amends that Emily's father was trying to put forth because... He was tripping so hard, he called him a clown. 
<laughs> he looked like one. That's that's what he was saying. I'm not gonna lie. Once Ron, you know, talked talked through the whole thing with Emily's father at the end, when Rel was like, "I'm in the circus," that had me cracking up too because <laughs> he was just so stoned out of his mind. There was a big conversation about best man. So Ron assumed that it was him because based off of the sacred wedding witch row back in Mexico, he was his tuku. Technically, Emily's brother Gabe was his best man, according to you know her parents. And we all know that Marcus don't like Gabe because he had previously punched him in the face. <laughs> And apparently it affected Gabe so much that he literally brought back up this time around with his one guy friend. Now that yes. those scenes are what cracked me up. Like the scenes yeah. between the two of them yes. was what got me. Uh, especially at the, I don't know if it was the rehearsal dinner that just turned into a complete shit show that I'm sure you'll be getting to. That was my big laugh my ass off moment. Their chemistry was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. To piss off Gabe, Marcus said that Ron was his best man. So he gave this family heirloom brains to Ron to hold. (laughs) And Ron said that he would keep it safe. Let's go into this golfing outing. Ron decides to hustle Emily's brother and his friend. So much so that he had a lot of cash on hand, Ashley. This mofo pondered those rings. <laughs> this is one of the first parts of the movie where I was like outdone. Because I know, again, I, these people are so hard to read because there's no rhyme or reason to their behavior. <laughs> I, you know, I'm such a straight-laced person. Ashley, wh- how? How did you feel when you found out he pondered those rings? And, you know, as a Black person, let me go ahead and interject this, too. When we got stuff that goes back generations, that means a lot. Because guess what? We weren't able to pass along a lot of things. No. Something precious like jewelry. Point taken. Point taken. Obviously. Point taken, for sure. How did I feel? Again, the whiteness of it all. I just did not understand, to your point, this plan, this formula, because... There was no conversation or consultation Done. to say, hey, Done. this is what I'm thinking. Let's put this forth and let's um, get more after we play this game. He gave no mention of the fact that he was really good at golf. So it just came yeah. out of nowhere. You're putting me at risk because not only are these my wedding rings, but again, I just got in good with my fiance's daddy and he has gifted these to me. And if someone comes in and gets, because it's again, this is a pawn shop, it's open how many hours of the day somebody could come in and buy them at any point in time golf for those of you who don't play golf 18 holes of golf takes hours hours to play okay so at any point in time those rings could have been lost and sold to somebody else so it was just it was just more shenanigans and again this is why I said it's not that I didn't like Ron and Kayla uh in terms of people I thought they were genuine people but they just do too much for me like these are the friends who always get you into some shit and I avoid, yeah. I avoid those people. But I will say this. So this film looks like it was probably written colorblind, right? And they cast the role the way they cast them, you know? But you can only take colorblind casting so far, especially for Black people watching it, when it, when it comes to like the significance of passing out heirlooms, the significance of you know, who can really be reckless and who can't be like, you know what I mean? To your previous point. So 
this is part of why we recap and have these type of conversations because I see what they're doing, but sometimes the way black people may see it, it's just a little different because there's no way on the screen earth that any of that would fly. It's absolute <laughs> and utter foolishness, but we take it because it's a sticky comedy, ridiculous, yes. over the top film. So we do take it as such, but yeah, we're yeah. going to see it through a little bit of a different lens because never would I ever well, let's go to this pawn shop right now. Yeah, You've is. lost your mind and I'm going to need you to go. Yes. To your point. Yes. They were pawn. Ron hustled the brother and his friend out of a whole entire car. And so they had, they had enough money to get those rings back, but this is where it was pissing me off, Ashley. Marcus was so busy trying to tell off Ron that a bird almost pooped on him and the rings fell in the freaking sewer. Mm-hmm. What type of skill is it anyway to know when birds are about to poop? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. The shenanigans of it all. But the funniest part of that scene was Little Real choking out John Cena. Like, in what reality is Little Real's little ass going to be choking out John Cena? (laughs) That was one of the most unbelievable moments of the whole movie. (laughs) Because, of course, as you mentioned, Ron is pretty genuine and you could tell that he was letting little rail take his anger out and that was hilarious yeah actually our wedding's a scam and the reason why i ask this is because (laughs) in every wedding movie that we've ever seen couples are always so stressed out to the break to where it's like is it even worth it no so again this is my personal opinion i just had this conversation with somebody who's playing helping with her her daughter's getting married next year and mm-hmm. y'all have to understand i am not the type of woman who has always dreamed of a wedding in any capacity i was someone who watched runaway bride back in the day and said if i ever do it that's how i want to do it me my <laughs> man the minister nobody else let's get her done and let's you know move on because i just don't understand the idea of spending you know sometimes six figures mm-hmm. on a moment in time that you could be investing in your life and in your future that to me has always mm-hmm. seemed so absolutely ridiculous and then the older we get too I see the whole business surrounding weddings and this multi-million out of it yes. industry and just think about exploitation yeah the hotels the <laughs> same way i think about funeral expenses now to be honest with you the older i get the more critical mm. i look at that and i think people are yes. being taken advantage of in their most weak vulnerable moments because they don't plan for it but yes so I do think that there, I, I do have a, a little possibly different view. I still understand significance. I still think that people should have a beautiful ceremony if they want to. But I also mm-hmm. think that there is a little bit of a racket that goes into the wedding industry. It just is. Yes. So yes. I, I hope that people don't do things and don't make decisions that either make them go broke or that stress them out to the point that the wedding, you're looking more forward to the wedding than you are the marriage. Because at the end of the day, this is just one moment in time you're committing to this person supposedly yes, forever. Yes. So let's let's yes. not be short-sighted about all the prettiness of having a, a wedding and a dress and all this cute stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my spiel. That's all I got. <laughs> I gotcha. I do feel like weddings can be a scam. I'm 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 actually happy that this next generation is gonna see the value of having an intimate personal 
wedding courtesy of COVID unfortunately but there's value to that I I did love my wedding I I had the poofy dress and we had a beautiful ballroom and everything like that I still would do it again because I did enjoy having people I care about all in the same room Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever had anything like that in my life before and so to see people like I who knew me when I was eight show up seeing me get married I I remember specifically the Gregory's they're the parents of my my first best friend Danita (laughs) seeing them and I could barely talk to them without being choked up and I'm like why am I so emotionally raw today like I cannot handle what is going on here I can really talk to them because I was so moved that they showed up to my wedding like you know what I mean and they were there to support me marry my man you know so (laughs) I see I see it from different angles it's not really worth having a bunch of people you probably don't know paying for their meals but if you can do it do it but don't do it at a deficit that's all I gotta say listen I totally appreciate the open bar weddings I've been to though those be fire And plus, my family was was so happy, and my my beloved grandma, who would have been ninety two today. Oh, happy birthday! Happy heavenly birthday! She was wheelchair bound, and they were playing music, and she said she wanted to dance, and so we have pictures of her dancing. So there 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 are special moments to be had, but I feel you, Ashley. I feel you. <laughs> Let's move to the ladies. We found out really quickly that Kim was not fitting in with Emily's family at all. Giving advice like kick your man in balls and eating at Waffle House. That was the most ratchet suggestion. The most ratchet. When she said Waffle House to cater the wedding, I said the the ratchetness and audacity, ma'am. First of all, I do enjoy Waffle House. I will say that. But you would not have had them cater your wedding. Never. Yeah. yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I can go to Waffle House at 2 a.m. Sure. Sure. And quiet as it's kept, sometimes the dirtiest, the better. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boys, off the side of the road. <laughs> the when I was in night. Atlanta, I was taken to a restaurant that was in the cut, bars on the windows. Um, You know, the food was good, <laughs> as it should be when you go to a restaurant and cut I mean that's the if it's not good I you don't have any why are you business (laughs) why are you here my first grimy Waffle House was on my college campus shout out to Bowling Green State University I was like do they mop the floors here but when I tell you it's I'm joking okay but okay (laughs) what I'm trying to say is there were moments where they were slipping and sliding because there's hash browns on that side. Oh my god! If you know, you know. Okay. Oh my Shout god! Shout out to everybody. Let me know what you think. Follow us on Instagram. Oh my god! Okay. See, the thing that bothers me only is when I go to a restaurant and it has really nasty bathrooms. I'm like, if your bathrooms ain't clean, yes. your kitchen is probably trifling. So actually, I'm only talking about Waffle House. I am not, really, <laughs> I am not talking about any other restaurant. Like Waffle House is that place where it's just like you just let it get away with certain things that you would never, 
never anywhere I else. I swear goes. to you, I don't think I've ever eaten Waffle House sober in my life. I swear to you, I do not really? think I'm, I don't think I've ever eaten it sober. Same with Denny's. Like, there's just certain restaurants that you will not, you cannot pay me to go into if I'm not drunk. Like, if it's not a hangover situation, <laughs> you're not going to catch me in there. That's just me, though. Shout out to Waffle House and Denny's. Y'all clearly have a long history. So y'all doing y'all thing. So, Ashley, we make it to the rehearsal dinner. And this is the equivalent of the red wedding in terms of the secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. Not the red wedding. But, yes. <laughs> it was cringy for me, though. I'm not going to lie. Because we have Ron and Kayla take the freaking microphone. And you already know. You already know they're going to say something off, off the Saturday next, right? They take this long way talking about this baby that at this point, Marcus is convinced is his because they kept saying things along the way saying, you had a lot to do with this and we need to tell you something, right? And of course, let's not forget the blurry imagery that last night in Mexico. In efforts to save face, I want to call it maybe Marcus interrupts them in their awful speech. He interrupts them and say, I'm the father of this baby. And he proceeds to go into an awkward explanation on how it happened. And Ron and Kayla, without batting not one eye, corrects him and say, oh no, it is my child. When we jumped off that cliff, hitting that water helped my shooters. (laughs) Amen that in honor of that suggestion they are going to name the baby marcus have you ever met a white marcus no me either i have not me either i had to think about that never Mm-mm. marcus is such a black boy's name to me from my youth <laughs> like yeah, and, you same. Know, currently. i was really i was like are there any actors black white actors named marcus like is there anybody i couldn't think of anybody so he will be unique Absolutely. But they didn't bat a die, which I appreciate because, I mean, we're people and we love our names. At the same time, his construction crew shows up. Who invited them? Ron. The father is confronting Marcus. Marcus tells him he lost the rings. The brother shows up. And to your point, I was cracking up when Marcus punched him in the face again. Yes. The way he fell out, I was done. Yeah. I was done, Ashley. What do you think about this fiasco? Pivotal rom-com point of, you know, ultimate break in everything that has been happening and transpired is kind of coming to a head, right? All of this was eventually going to come out anyway. Um, So it was funny. I enjoyed the sequence. To your point, I was definitely cringing when when Marcus, I'm that baby's daddy, uh, moment <laughs> that he unfortunately you know, y'all me to take responsibility for yeah, my actions. Unfortunately, <laughs> embarrassed himself in front of everybody. But you know, just was his fiance because he wasn't the one that slept with Kayla. It was Emily, and that's one thing that if the shoe was on the other foot, I thought was kind of messed up because she tried to play like she didn't remember what happened, but she definitely remembered, and she just let that just kind of go away me, and never addressed real, it. Giving me real Molly vibes. It was <laughs> it, no, it was it was shady. In my opinion, I was like, if this was if this was the opposite, and if it was a dude lying about something like that, it would be a bigger deal. Only because I feel like it was yes. two women who had had sex with each other. It yeah. wasn't as big of a deal. But yeah, she let yeah. that. She swept that under the rug. 
real nice, even when she was being asked about it. So that was shady of her. And the reason why it was cringy, to my point previous about having everyone I love throughout my life in one room, he was showing his entire ass to everyone they love, including his future father-in-law's business partners. Yeah. That was painful. That was painful. So, Ashley, we make it to the third act and final part of the movie. I like to title this Best Friends. After all of that, out of, out of all the entire fight that her own father got into, Emily's father, we make it to the morning of the wedding and Marcus is not convinced whether or not they're going to get married or not. <laughs> and shit, I wouldn't be either. <laughs> same, same. In comes his construction employees and his father-in-law. And because he's such an army man, they're like, well, you throw a punch, you got to buy him a beer. We've been drinking all night. And they told me everything about you. And I did enjoy this part where he really got to know Marcus Hart about how his first wife left him. She wasn't about cutting back on their expenses. And during the recession, he paid for his employees the whole time and they're loyal and he's a good guy i was like oh this is beautiful his company brought in 35 million dollars i mean come on in chicago he's a construction company owner in chicago that is not a small feat at all that was beautiful to see and then of course the father says something along the lines of oh good thing you invited them and he's like but i didn't so you realize it was ron and then Flash forward to Emily getting ready, looking like Billie Holiday. What did you think about her dress? I liked it. This was a dress I that too. I liked. I can't say love, but I liked. Yes, I liked. I liked the beading, and I loved the big flower. Um, oh, it could also be a uh, an ode to the first Black Academy Award winner. She had that big flower in her hair, Hattie. Oh yeah. She gets a letter from Kayla and a gift that said the reason why they were so clingy. We find out that Ron's best friend had died and he had been pretty hollow and he's been re-energized with the friendship that they had with Marcus and Emily. And they dug through the sewer and got those beloved rings. This is where I thought it was interesting. We spend the rest of the movie with Marcus and Emily trying to track down Ron and Kayla and of course they incorporate (laughs) or the the classic circle sweep maneuver to find them at Atlanta's Waffle House if y'all don't know this Atlanta is littered with Waffle Houses every corner that had me cracking up in itself Um, They find them, they convince them that that they're sorry. They decide to get married, Ron and Kayla, which is funny because one of the funnier lines that Kayla says, she's like, oh yeah, we're not married on paper, but spiritually we've been married five to six times. (laughs) (laughs) Because of this baby, they decided to do the right thing, quote unquote, and get married. And we end this movie at their wedding with their newborn Marcus along with Marcus family and Emily's family as witnesses they all jump off a cliff and live happily ever after as best friends 
and apparently coming back as honeymoon friends. Ashley, what are your final thoughts on this film? I feel like they missed a potential joke in making the baby not look completely white. So there was always a question of whether or not that really was John Cena's baby. <laughs> but otherwise, again, it was it was a fun uh, ride, especially more so the second time. Uh, interesting that they're getting a sequel. I'll be curious to see what they do with it. I'll definitely watch the sequel um, as well. Um, Johnny, this is for you because you love this movie so i'm glad we got a chance to recap it thank you so much just for being a friend to the pod uh one of our day one listeners um but yeah that's that's really it it was a fun ride i recommend everybody if you just want you know some entertainment for Mm -hmm. an afternoon or whatever stream this on hulu what about you i appreciate the little bit of heart that they were able to give this movie towards the end um again ron and kayla were something else (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I would be able to be friends with them but like you mentioned the second viewing was so much better than the first uh, and honestly if it wasn't for the podcast I don't know if I would have given it a second watch so I'm glad I did yep and I'm again shout out to Lil Rel and his his marvelous year of 2021 and even John Cena because like I said I was pretty resistant towards him for many years <laughs> especially because i didn't like his relationship with your your girl either the bella twin nikki mm-hmm. nikki so but yeah i'm glad we did this so if there's nothing else time for hitting gems ashley would you All go right. first yes thank you so much for that recap delora so for my hidden gems for today i have two. First one is fantasy island on fox this was an unexpected love for me this was a 2021 rebooted series starring rosalind sanchez the season had eight episodes depicting stories about people who arrive on a luxury island with dreams and desires and depart enlightened and transformed. The individual stories were what really gave this show legs for me, and I'm definitely looking forward to season two. My second hidden gem is Reminiscence. This was on HBO Max as a 2021 film starring Hugh Jackman and Tandy Newton. It took me a while to watch this one. Um, it was a bit longer runtime-wise than I felt like it needed to be, was but the, the premise was interesting. So Hugh Jackman stars as Nick Bannister, a private investigator of the mind who navigates the darkly alluring world of the past by helping his clients access lost memories. Um, living on the fringes of sunken Miami coast, his life is forever changed as he uncovers a violent conspiracy while trying to solve the mystery behind a client who disappeared i definitely took that from online guys i did not make that up um i thought it was going to be similar to like an inception when i first was seeing it and while it fell a bit short for me compared to to inception especially with like a memorable and debatable ending i felt like Mm -hmm. the performances and the potential for it still make it a worthwhile watch so again i checked Mm -hmm. that out on hbo max and those are my two hidden gems this week. Delora, what about you? Thank you, Ashley. I have three this week. So two of them are albums. And the first one isn't really that hidden. It's Montero. Little Nas X debut album. He's our favorite internet troll. I just love how he just does everything with a smirk on his face. <laughs> you know what I mean? This album is not bad. I feel like he started making music just because he could. And I didn't know what his direction was because obviously his first hit 
Old Town Road is a country song. But since then, he has definitely gone pop, rappy-ish. Yeah. So this album is great because it actually has quite a bit of heart. So he has the tongue-in-cheek, but he also has a lot of songs talking about sleeping on the floor because the plastic isn't blown up anymore. That's specifically from the song Tales of Dominica. The other song that I really love, Dollar Sign Slime featuring Meg the Stallion. I absolutely love her verse in that song. Uh, he has a song with Elton John and Scoop featuring Doja Cat. Super good. And y'all, the video for That's What I Want, it seems like it's a lot because all the previews to it just shows them making out with a guy in, in a locker room. But that video was really good to the point where I felt like, am I tearing up? <laughs> Highly recommend checking that out. My second album I want to talk about today is another debut album for the great artist Yubba. The name of this album is called Dawn. I found out recently that that title is named after her late mother who tragically died of suicide and she dedicated this album to her. Yeba is a wonder vocally. She is so so good. My favorite songs from this album would be Louis Bag featuring Cinemo. I also love Paranoia Purple, Boomerang, and my absolute favorite is October Sky, which I know is a difficult song because she talks a lot about her mom in that one, and it is hauntingly beautiful. Highly, highly recommend those two albums. Definitely worth a listen. And my final hidden gem this week, it's a little creepy because we're in fall and for some people, this means Halloween is literally around the corner. So this movie is called Inheritance. It's, it came out in 2020. It is currently available on HBO. That's where I saw it. The premise is a patriarch of wealthy and powerful family suddenly passes away leaving his wife and daughter with a shocking secret inheritance that threatens to unravel and destroy their lives. This film stars Lily Collins. You know her from Emily in Paris. Season check two is coming out later, later on this year. And yes, please check out part one and two on that. Simon Pegg, you know him from the you know, zombie movies, Shaun of the Dead, yeah, that came out in 2004, or Hot Buzz or Fuzz, <laughs> forgive me, Chase Crawford, and Patrick Warburton as the ruthless father. I mean, he always plays a doofus, a la Emperor's New Groove as Kronk, but he was pretty intense in this role, and let me tell you, if I were her, I would feel some kind of way about this inheritance because her brother didn't get it. So it's creepy because it deals with some someone being taken against their will for years. And that's a scary thought to me. So <laughs> it was intriguing and worth a watch. So that's all I have for Hidden Gems this week, Ashley. 
All right. Well, guys, please stay tuned. We will drop another new episode on Thursday discussing hot topics and headlines. In the meantime, be blessed. Have a great one. We'll see you. See ya. Bye.